It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. She said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we're finally back, and guess what? Hmm. We have the billionaire on tonight. I hear you. I hear you. And he's going to have a special guest with him, and I guess we can call her the trillionaire. (laughs) Yes. And not only is the, not only do we have the billionaire, we have the billionaire and all of the billionaire friends and uh, the mastermind group. I tell you, we are going to have a wonderful, wonderful time tonight. Be encouraged and be determined. That's it. That's it. Be determined because a lot yep. of lives are going to be changed tonight, Brian. I totally agree. You know, I was reading up on the word determination and there are a lot of different ways that it's uh, described but here's one that I found in Webster's dictionary it says the act of deciding definitely and firmly also the result of such an act of decision and I like that definitely and firmly you know, and that's something that a lot of people may struggle with, being able to make firm and definite decisions or the results of those firm and definite decisions. That's powerful. You know what? Uh, I, I just want to say this. If, if you're out there and you have an opportunity to do something great, it's okay. Go ahead and do that. Don't be afraid. Be determined. Every time you feel feel doubt or fear, if you feel anything trying to set in, be determined. Be Mm -hmm. determined. Because if you're not determined, you will not get there. The tribulations and trials, they're going to come. They're going to come to everybody that's that's out there trying to do something. And when they come, don't be surprised because you knew they were coming. We were all told that they were coming, were we not? Yes, we were, absolutely. Yes. So be determined, and uh, Brian, let's let's go ahead and bring our guest. Well, I want to start off by just saying, when we first met this brother, he was just so intriguing because the things that were coming out of his mouth were just, I was, you know, just reading the stuff that he put out on Facebook, and then when we got a chance to talk to him, I was just like, wow, this brother is deep. But uh, I want to introduce him to everybody else. We have Mr. 
Demetrius Billionaire Brown on the call with us tonight, and he's brought a whole lot of people with him. <laughs> and uh, I want to welcome him again to the show. Welcome, my brother. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to be. It's been a long time coming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, it seems like every time I hear your voice, you're excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's ne- I've never heard you where you were just like, uh, you know, I don't feel like doing this or, hey, how y'all doing? It's always you have a, it's always like you, it's like when you get ready to talk, you just plug yourself in and you get that quick jolt and you just release it. Bam. Wow. You know? And <laughs> you just said a key word right there, and that's plugged in. You say you just always plugged in, and I always not only tell my team, but everybody that I'm always around, I say, whatever you want to be successful, and you got to plug in, whether if it's a phone call or it's a book, you got to plug in because being plugged in with success is the same thing if you ask yourself what happens when you plug something into the wall, in the socket. And everybody says what? You get energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do is I'm plugged in five, seven calls a day. If I'm not reading a book, I'm staying plugged in, and I got the beautiful, most wonderful woman in my life that's there to support me, and I'm glad that she's on this call with me. And we're going to – I always say I'm back like I left something. I'm back on this show like I left something, and I left one person. I didn't hit one person that last time I spoke and uh, I brought my mom on because I believe that she could help change somebody's life as well. So I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. I tell you what, we we are truly excited, and I tell you, the topic for tonight is determined. When you when you hear that word, Demetrius, tell me what is the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I think of Josh Billings. He's an author. He says, you know, in regards to determination, he says, be like a postage stamp. Stick to something until you get there. Mm. Be like a posted. Be like a postage stamp. Stick to something until you get there. And I think the key word in that, if anyone just wrote that down, is until. You got to do it until it works. Until. That's the key word. It has a nice ring to it. Be like a postage stamp. Stick to something until you get there. But it's the key word that's right there. It's until. Don't give up on your dreams. Do not give up. But, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of determination. Wow. I, I like that. <laughs> Be like a postage stamp. That's, you know what? It's just the simple things that people say that are sometimes the most profound things. You know how some people try to be all eloquent and come up with this long meaning or long stories and stuff like that? No, sometimes it's really just the simple things that you say that make a whole lot of sense, you know. And uh, I, I appreciate that, brother, because I like that. I, I needed that one there because, you know, even in my life, there's some things that I know I need to start sticking to, you know, when I said I'm going to do something, you know, make sure I get it done completely and don't just half do it or, you know, get it almost to where I'm kind of satisfied with it. No, I need to stick to it until it's done. You know, so I appreciate that. You know, I got a question here for you. When you first got started in what you do, how determined 
were you? I mean, initially. I know that a lot of times when we come in, we're like, we got this gung-ho attitude and we're ready to rock. But when you found out it wasn't as easy as you thought it was going to be, where was your determination level? Um, <laughs> my determination level was, to be honest with you, that's how I always keep it is, what are my friends going to think? What are my, what are my, you know, family going to think? Because sometimes when you get to a certain point of success, then even if it's a little bit of success, when you're focused on any one little thing in your life, you know, people start saying, well, he's too focused. He can't come here. He can't come there. You know, but my mother always instilled in me, always instilled in me as a little boy. She used to say this quote by Frank Sinatra, and if you ever notice, I'm, I hang on quotes. I was taught that by my mentor and family friend, Les Brown. And she used to always tell me, it's something Frank Sinatra said. She said, the best revenge is massive success. Mm-hmm. So that was the outside factors. That handled all of the outside factors. The inside factors of my determination was just, man, the people that's closest around me, they really want me to succeed. My mother, my father, um, the different people that I network with, all of my mentors, they want me to succeed. So I started sticking to them a little bit closer. And then the other phrase that they always say is, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. And just those few little things, it was just, man, I've given, I think I was about 26 years old when I really came into the point of determination. And when I was 26, I looked at my life and I said, all right, let me look at who's in my life right now. Let me just take a look of who's in my life right now. I said, okay, these people, this is what I've gotten 26 years on this planet, knowing these people and hanging around these people. This is what I've gotten. Now it's a new beginning, it's a new chapter in our book. And like my mother always says also, and I'm going to keep referring to it until we bring her on, but everything in your life is a story. Everything that happens to you is a part of your story. So at 26 years old, that would have been like the first five chapters. Right now what I'm doing, this is the meat of it, the struggle, the pain, the agony, all of that, the experience, that's what I'm going through right now. That's the best part of my book. Mhm. Wow. Experience the meat, you know, and a lot of times the meat can get a little chewy. Sometimes it's a little salty. Sometimes it doesn't have enough flavor, you know. But the the best part about it is that you 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 like a steak a whole lot better than a morsel. <laughs> <laughs> is that was Brian? Yes. Uh, yeah, I also heard we talking about food as analogies. <laughs> I was also told, I was also told, even though you have the lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, nobody has to give you the bread. You know what I mean? And and most of us have the bread inside. Well, we have the lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, and we think just because we got that that somebody's just gonna give us the bread. Now we gotta go out and buy the bread too. <laughs> we gotta go out and get that bread well, so we can make that. a full sandwich. Demetrius, you, you said a key word: give. Do you think that people that are out there chasing their dreams, going after their goals, do you think that a lot of people really think that someone is going to give them that thing that's going to put them over or give them that thing that's going to be their breakthrough? Um, I'm not sure if I would say some. they think that 
a lot of people think that they'll they'll be given it, mm-hmm. but I do believe that they believe like a dream. Everyone believe I believe everyone on this planet has a dream, but not a lot of people expose that they're for, they're pursuing their dream. So I was I, I speak to thousands of people every single month, and what I've come to see is that the majority of people they have a dream and they think that it's gonna happen. It's it's just going to happen. When you get a dream, so many people come to me and they say, why do you rush into things? Why do you just go into it so quickly? And I just always say, you know, I don't, because I don't know what my purpose is in life, but I can see a lot of other people, they shoot at things and they keep going at things little by little, little by little. They go for this, whether it's a promotion or if it's a new career change, they go into it. They never let anybody know. They try it. Maybe it's putting in an application for another job. Or maybe it's putting an application to a school. But maybe those things were turned down. And they never told anybody. See, me, when I go into things, I go at it full force. The whole world's going to know what, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why they always say the nail that sticks out always gets hammered in. The <laughs> nail that sticks out always gets hammered in. I'll tell the world exactly what I'm doing and how I'm going to do it. And I get hammered down for it. But that comes with the territory of fulfilling your dreams. And mm. I just stay grounded as much as possible because my mother fully supports that. The nail that sticks out, it always gets hammered in. Always. You can't walk past a wall and all the nails is hammered in and one hammer well, one nail is sticking out. You got to say, what's wrong with that one? Why is that one out? <laughs> Why is this one out? Let me bang that one in. And that could be, well, he does this, or he don't get no sleep, or he's helping this people, and he ain't helping me. But what I've come to see, and, you know, it, it, it always happens, is when you help somebody, at a certain point, that person automatically is an autopilot, where now, if you don't help them as much as you just helped them, or if you don't continue to help them, now you don't help nobody. Mm. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. You know, there was a word you said earlier, and I and I kind of, you know, I picked that one word out of the statement you made, and it was exposure. And just because I'm the way I am, I looked it up, and the word exposure. I I, I pulled two definitions out of here, and one it says disclosure of something secret. It says try, and it just gives you an example. It says try to prevent the exposure of their past. So it was a disclosure of something secret, and then also I have the condition of being at risk of financial loss, and that's what it talks about. But I just pulled out the condition of being at risk. Do you think that people don't give their full disclosure or they don't expose themselves to things because they're afraid to that somebody will find out something about them or that they feel like they'll be able they'll be putting themselves at risk I don't know what they think <laughs> but I know that me personally that's how I was they say that you know a lot of times when you're on your road to being successful on your journey to being successful that one of the things that's going to interfere with it, with you is the fear of success Hmm. And that was me. 
it's very is a lot of people you ask I could guarantee you ask uh, ten people if their fear if their fear one of their fears is success, most of them will say no. But what I've come to find is when you're doing good, that's when you get those calls from old buddies. You could look at somebody like a Michael Phelps. After he won them eight gold medals, he said that there were so many people from his elementary school that used to make fun of him. Even when he was in high school, guys used to talk about him because he was a swimmer. And they used to call him little names like he was a girl or all these type of things. But look what that determination took him to. Mm-hmm. You can even say a no, a no, a no is what I fight for. You had the young lady uh, Kira Casado on your show several weeks ago. I worked with her. You, you've, you've had her on the show. She's saying that she's looking for a no. But <laughs> when I when I think of stuff like that, I think of people like a Michael Jordan. You know, he was cut. He was told no in high school. What is mm-hmm. that? He was told no in high school, but look what that no created. That no created one of the biggest icons in this world. You know, and there's so many things that even my mother has gone through, and when she comes on, she's going to explain a little bit of her story, but a no could take you so far. The no is what is going, it it doesn't matter what you're doing in life, you're going to get a no. Everyone gets it, but I look at the big people that get no's. Like, come on, Michael Jordan, he was told no. Imagine if that no would have stopped him. We wouldn't have had an icon. And mm-hmm. I, like what, I like what Will Smith said. They asked him, so how does this feel being an icon? He said, well, I don't look at myself as being an icon. He said, I look at myself as being an idea. Wow. And that's what I think about my mother. She's not an icon. You know, a lot of people gravitate to her. She inspires a lot of people. She empowers people. But she's not an icon. She's an idea. I mean, man, she's moved from a different country. She came to this country at the age of nine years old. You know, we was in the, she was in, uh, you know, projects. I grew up in the projects. And look at what she's made out of us. Yeah. What if she would have just lived there? So many of, of us that are from this country, you know, look at people that come in from a different country and we're so focused on them that we forget what we already got here, what they're excited about. So as the saying always goes, the, if you ever heard it, the grass always looks green on the other side. <laughs> but one one thing remains the same is somebody still got to cut that grass, don't they? That's right. That's right. I, like. I want to touch on I want to touch on the idea. Everything starts with an idea. This world was created with an idea. Uh with that idea, uh there's a responsibility to take action. If you don't take action on that idea, it will only be just that, an idea. And so many of us have ideas and I mean great great ideas but we think ourselves out of the acting on the idea that we have, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely does. And as I always say, greatness takes time. Even you and I and Brian took at least nine months to be created. 
So look at what greatness really does create in nine months. If you let it sit there, you nourish it, and you let it work. My mentor always said, you know, Les Brown, he said, there's never a shortage of I- there's never a shortage of money. There's only a shortage of ideas. Greatness takes time. Every single person on this show right now took about nine months to be created, and that's what greatness is. It's sticking to something like a postage stamp until it gets there. That's true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, I, I think we need to definitely touch on uh, being impatient. We need to be patient instead of being impatient. We have a lot of people who say, well, I tried this and I tried that and it didn't work. Well, how many times did you try it? Oh, I tried it twice. You haven't really tried it. Continue to try it until you can't try anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually... Great. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Demetrius. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually working on a book also. Because I hear we, we have a penalty now. And my whole network is if you say try, that's a, a dollar fine. <laughs> if you say try, that's a dollar fine. And you just give it to the person right there on the spot. And I'm working on a book right now. It's called You Tried, I Didn't, But I Won. Wow. I don't try to do anything. You tried, I didn't, but I won. You you can't really. You you can't come on try. Man, I've tried to do a lot of things, and if you really pay attention to what you're doing when you try something, you don't usually get it. I didn't try to call in on this call. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. I did. And those who did try, they're not on this call. They're not on the show. Mm-hmm. We didn't try to arrange this date. We did it. That's true. We didn't try. You tried, I didn't, but I won. And we're going to take that all the way to the top. You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I remember when... Uh, Luke Skywalker was talking with Yoda, and Yoda was trying to get him to use the Force. And he says, I'm trying. And Yoda says, there is no try. He says, do or not do, there is no try. (laughs) Either you do it or you don't do it. You know, but if you continuously saying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, then you're not doing. That's... (laughs) I'm not a Star Wars fan, but that that's very, that made me want to see it a little bit more. I've never seen a Star Wars in my life. Mm. But I'm more of a, a Forrest Gump fan. Like I'm studying, you know, the, if anybody's seen the movie Forrest Gump, you know, if anybody's ever seen that, that that's all based off of a story from the mm-hmm. very beginning to the end. From when he's sitting on that, that bench, mm-hmm. he got that one person. That movie did not start until that lady got off the bus and sat down next to him, and he started going into his story. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, during during the movie, different people kept coming in. And even at the end, the lady said, man, that would be crazy if that really happened to you. She didn't <laughs> believe him because he was so mellow and so down to earth. But the Forrest Gump story is, and you could use Jenny as my mom. And if you've seen the movie, if, when I say Jenny could be used as my mom, because all my mom told me was, you can do it. So what happened when Forrest Gump 
when when Jenny was trying to break it off, Forrest Gump gave her his gold medal. Mm-hmm. And she said, you can't give me that. You can't give me that. He said, why not? I got to give it to you. If it wasn't for you telling me I can do it, I wouldn't have done it. You remember he, he was running? He mm-hmm. he was running away from them. They was hitting him in the head with a rock. He was still running. What did Jenny say? Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> she told him everything. Everything. She, she didn't like him. She, well, she didn't love him. She liked him. But mm-hmm. everything she told him to do, he did it. And because of that, he was a huge success. Yep. See, that movie is not real. But for me, it is real because I could take that. Jenny is my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom would tell me, run, D, run, do it. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. It's it amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing because, you know, a lot of times we're being told things uh, that will pull the greatness out of us, but we ignore it. Uh, a lot of our friends are saying, you know, you have a gift. You can do this and you can do that. And we downplay it. We don't we take it serious. It. <laughs> we, we're, we're afraid. We're afraid to step into that area of uh, of unknown, the unknown. We're afraid of being uncomfortable. But that's where your dreams. That, that's what happens when you wake up and you start attacking your dreams. That's what happens. It's, it's not going to be a, a normal feeling because you're doing something you've never done before, and it's not a bad thing. Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to get where you need to get. But Demetrius, we're waiting on your mom. Um, I'm not sure. We don't see her on the call yet. No, she's on. She's on. She's been, if that's what you was waiting for, she's on. She's three waiting on. (laughs) Oh, she's she's on with you? Yeah, she's ready to go. Oh, well, we were waiting. Well, she's not on with me. She's not on with me. She's with a... um, let me get the number. No, I'm, on, I'm on with you, D. Okay. There she is. There she is. Well, we welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And you know what? I want to thank you for birthing the billionaire. He's blessed a lot of people. He's touched a lot of people. And I tell you, uh, he and I, we talk all the time, and, and he just says the encouraging things that, that pushes me even when I'm feeling low and don't feel like going, and he just says some things that are just so awesome. So thank you for birthing him. Okay, it's a pleasure, and um, it's great having, you know, um, young men like yourself um, who mentors um, and who Demetrius looks up to also. And I believe that all young men, especially today in America, need young guys like yourself to just pick them up and encourage them and just keep on letting them know that, you know, it's possible and using yourself as example. So it's truly an honor um, with that. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Demetrius mentioned that you came in from another country, uh, and, and tonight's topic is determined. What was it that gave you that determination to do better and to have your family live a, a better life of, of what you used to live? Okay, well, you know, being determined, um, people always ask, what do I, you know, why do I work the way that I work? I said, I work like I'm back in my country where if you don't work, you don't eat. 
you know, here in this country, you have alternatives. You have um, welfare, you have, you know, social services, you have SSI, disability, all of that stuff. In our country, you don't work, you don't eat. And I just constantly um, just work through that motivation just to always, you know, do the best that I can do and just make a difference in somebody else's life Um, because I'm truly convinced, I've always been convinced that if I work on helping a lot of people just be the best and at the top of their game, that it's automatic that I will always get and go wherever I want to go. Yes, yes. You know, I I can't remember who had the saying, but it was a man who said once, instead of one person doing 100% of the work, why not get 100 people to do 100% of the work? Mm. And that was Jake Paul Getty, by the way. No, actually, he said get a hundred get a hundred people to do one percent of the work, and you got a hundred percent. Yeah. This other guy said do get a hundred people to get a, to do a hundred percent of the work. He actually added to Jake Paul Getty. Mm. And right, I thought right. it was kind of funny. I was like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't it a hundred people to do one percent? He's like, no. He said, why limit yourself to 1% of the work if you got 99%? If you do 1% of anything, that means you're 99% lazy. <laughs> you know, but it made perfect sense to me when he said it. Why not get 100 people to do 100% of the work? So if everybody's working at 100%, you know, you've now maximized your potential, you know, and you've also maximized your output. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but I want to go back to, uh, you know, you were saying earlier about, um, and I, I want to, again, thank you for your kind words when you were talking about uh, young men that need other young men mentoring them. And I was going to ask you, what about our young women? Because what I've found is that we have a lot of women who are, who have the potential to do great things and wonderful things. And a lot of times Greg and I will run into them and they'll say, well, I want to do this, but, and I want to do that, but. You know, and to me, I know from where I come from, we have a lot of women in my family. It seems like the women always stuck together a little bit closer than the men. But my question is, how come our young women nowadays are so afraid to grasp what's in front of them. Hey, Brian and Greg. Yes. I really don't want to do this, but mom, you that's something you can really handle in one second. But uh, Brian and Greg, is there a way we can open up the line? I'm getting like tons of text messages and emails. <laughs> that's the line. They're not able to get in, and my mom had that same uh, issue. Is there a way we can open it up a little bit? Wow, these, you know these people are battling to get in. I, I'm trying to stay focused on the call. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Normally, the phone lines would open all the way up, and as many people that wanted to call in could. So I'm not really sure why the lines aren't opening up. Here. Yeah, because I couldn't. I couldn't get in. The lines is full. Yeah, you can listen online too, Demetrius. Uh, yeah, I gave somebody that. Okay, okay, they can go to the website and listen. And I'm going to try to see if I can go in and open up the lines. But okay, what's the website for them to listen to? It's www.blogtalkradio.com backslash a forward slash forward slash ASE motivation. 
Oh, okay. That's AS, and I'm getting the te- I'm getting the same text too. Um, <laughs> I'm getting the same. Text. But you can go ahead and answer that though. Okay, um, you know that's one of my ultimate goals. Um, I work with a lot of young ladies, um, young girls, teenagers, and my ultimate goal is to open up a group home um, for young ladies. Because mm-hmm. uh, so many of our young ladies, because and a lot of it um, is stated that a lot of them don't have, because um, mothers and grandmothers are so much younger today mm-hmm. that their kids having kids. Yeah. And um, no one taught them anything, so we um, we train our kids the way we would train. And um, a lot of homes don't have dads there to empower them, to encourage them, you know, to tell them that they're beautiful and to tell them that they're going to be something, they're going somewhere. And we don't have the teachers anymore that we had growing up. Mm-hmm. Because the myth is always, I hear everybody talking about, you know, single-parent home, growing up in single-parent home. Well, I grew up in a single-parent home because um, my mother raised um, six of us. And before she came to this country, my grandparents um, raised us. And, um, you know, today we don't have that luxury. And, and if you remember years ago, I don't know if you could remember, but years ago um, everybody went to church. Yeah. Everybody went to church. You know, we went to church on Saturday, but, you know, most people went to church on Sunday. But by the end of the week, somebody went to church, even the bums on the street. They went to church, and they have respect for the church. So today what's happening, we've lost a lot of respect, and young girls think that they have to just sell out, you know, just to be accepted because there's no one there. There's no uncle um, there's no um, godfather, father uh, in many cases, because a lot of those guys, um, you know, it's unfortunate they're either dead or in jail. So now that gives us the responsibility here, and I'm truly convinced um, as a female that it's my responsibility because somebody reached out and put their hands and helped me in a community, at church, and um, that statement and that slogan that it took a, a, a village to raise a child it took a whole village to raise a child, and today it's going to take even more than that, but who do you trust? That's true. So I think it's all of our obligation, and, um, you know, hopefully by, prayerfully by this time next year I will have that group home um, for young ladies, teenage uh, mothers and single mothers um, who just got to get it together. It's going to be totally upscale, personal development training, not just beds, 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 beds. Um, it's just something that, you know, I've, I've thought about for many, many years, and I just feel like it's necessary for us to turn turn the pendulum because our young ladies are headed down the wrong path only because they think that they have to sell their bodies, give their bodies away um, because somebody said if you don't do this, if you don't do that, um, you know, I'm not going to be with you. So it's, it's my obligation and a lot of other females, and we have a lot of strong men also, who's just making a difference because I'm truly convinced that we have to reach back, whether it's young men or females. It doesn't matter. I'm truly convinced that we have to. We are forced to. I don't know how people can sleep at night not knowing that they have to reach back to a nephew, a, a godson, a neighbor, or some somebody to reach back to help these individuals. And that's so true, because there's a lot of women out there, and Brian and I, we go all over the place speaking uh, in the jails, detention centers, and prisons, and uh, we we found that a lot of women were either molested or raped at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. 
and they've turned to the streets and they're just doing just whatever to uh, that they feel that they have to do to feel loved. Uh, I can't understand it because I'm I'm not a woman and I don't don't know what took place and you know what what's what's going on in their in their mind. But it's people like you and Demetrius that that are speaking life into these people because they need to know that where they are right now, that's not their eternity. They need to know that they can uh, have a future and do great things. And and we just, I mean, stand in agreement with you on this group home, and we just hope and pray that you get this thing up and going. And, please, and, please and you know, this. you know, guys, um, I was told about a month ago that there were lots of places that wanted to take, that didn't have a problem taking problem young men and older men. But a lot of these homes do not want females. And uh, the number one reason is because they're run by women, okay? And, you know, women, a lot of us come with, you know, different things, attitude, personality, you know, and all those kind of things. Uh, but they're people too. Right. So it's it's a lack of, and I spoke to a young lady who also was a psychologist, and she said when she gets clients, she really, she don't hate it, but she avoid getting female clients because they go, they have so much drama going on, and the guys are so cooperative. Just like I used to always take a lot of our young people um, from the city of Camden to the detention homes, and we do programs and things like that. When we went to the guy, the detention centers for young men. They received us, and they had a great time, and they applauded. They had respect. We went into the facilities for the young girls. You know, they had no respect, and, you know, and, and they feel like they have to be so hard, and all they really needed all along was just a hug and just someone to say, you know, I know you're angry on the inside, and you're attempting to take it out on me, but I'm not the enemy. And that's what we all, the message that we all have to just share. And that's what Demetrius and I, um, we started doing some seminars and workshops um, with young people because, you know, young people attract other young people. And that Rich Before 30 group that he created um, and he's developed um, is really doing an awesome thing because we're pulling individuals, um, young people from 18 up. And those 18 to 30-year-olds who really got it going on and know that they get their minds together and things like that, guess what? They reach back now to the 15-year-olds, the 14-year-olds, the 13-year-olds, going into middle school, elementary school, and kind of work on stopping the bleeding just a little bit, if you could understand what I'm saying. Yes, yes. You know, I want to open up the phone lines now and just hear from some of the listeners and see what they have to say if they have questions or comments or Anything of the sort. And we're going to start with the 708 area code. 708, you're live on the Abundance Solutions Hour. 708. All right, they're just listening in. Let's try the 203 area code. 203, you're on live. All right, we got a lot of listeners. Let's keep going. We will try the 917 area code. 917, you're live. 917? All right. Well, I don't think they want to talk to us today. They're just listening in, and that's just fine. <laughs> um, 
You know, I, I do have <laughs> another question uh, regarding our youth because, you know, I've, I've actually found that young women actually respond better to me than young men. So maybe it's just the fact that the opposite sex, you know, just responds to each other differently. I don't know. But what I have found is that when Greg and I go places and we talk to groups of young girls or young women, they tend to tell us everything that they wouldn't tell people that they know and people that they see every day. And have you experienced that where people will just open up themselves completely to you and you've just met them? Sure. It's always um, the person from out of town with the briefcase that don't know my story. It's always easier to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And that person is not going to judge me. Um, they're not going to judge me based on my background, where I come from, my family, how much money I have, how much money I don't have, how much trouble I got into. Um, that stranger is not going to judge that person, and I believe that has a lot to do with it also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, because I found it rather weird, so to speak, you know, that somebody that you just met, you would you would give them, you know, what I always considered too much information. You know, I mean, not that, and, and, and to me it made me feel as if that person was really, really hurting and they had to get it out and had to tell somebody. And for me that's a, that's an issue because I feel that, you know, there ought to be enough people around them, even if there's one or two people, that they should feel comfortable enough with. You know, and I think that's why Greg and I, I know that's why I continue to do what I do, because I want to become that person that if you need to come and talk to somebody, you can come talk to me. You know, and I know that, I believe that's what Greg does, because I always talk to him, heck. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that everybody needs a lifeline. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we all consider ourselves, um, you and Greg, um, Demetrius, myself, and other people that we network with. We considered other people's lifeline because at some point, someone was our lifeline. Right. Brian, I think you have that. Do you have Zachary on? I do. Zachary, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um. This uh, call is going really well, and just wanted to say that, you know, Lorraine, listening to Demetrius and Lorraine, you know, Miss Lorraine is definitely a phenomenal mentor. Like what she was talking about earlier, it's just so great to have someone like her um, in the forefront because when I know when I have any issues, you know, I'll call her, especially in business, dealing with other the opposite sex and um, different things that we need to speak to outside of just business, she's there. And one thing I wanted to touch on about what Demetria said earlier, to echo off of the word try, um, a lot of times, I know a lot of people have been texting me <laughs> about getting on this call, and they keep saying, I'm trying to get on. I said, me too. <laughs> so I just want you to know, Demetria, that, you know, we're on a three-way, and Amy's on my three-way, and Gwen is on her three-way, so we didn't try to get on the call. We got on the call. And <laughs> as impossible as it, a lot of people said, we're not getting on this call. I said, you're not getting on this call, but I'm going to get back on this call. And we figured it out, and we made it happen. And um, just wanted to throw, you know, just echo off everything you guys are saying. You guys are great. And we all 
did what we had to do to get on this call since tonight. That's being determined, and uh, I guess wow. Demetrius can I guess Demetrius can forgive you guys and not charge you the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have um, Amy on our three way, and I think Gwen even has. She just said that Gwen has somebody on three way as well. So we have a chain of people on here listening because. That's how important these two individuals are in our circle. So definitely. Awesome. Does, does Amy does Amy have a question or a comment that she would like to uh, ask? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yeah. you. Oh, hello, hello. Um, definitely. Um, what I would like to Miss Lorraine and Demetrius answer to um, is, what advice would you give to um, young people that are that's an idea? but they feel that they're too young, just say around the age of 16, I'm um, going into high school. Well, I, let me answer that. <clears throat> well, Demetrius, um, they grew up as kids in, in my world, and every able body in my house had to do something. So way before 16, 15, 14, they had to do something. They had to put stamps on the envelope, fold some brochures, you know, answer the telephone, you know, um, do something. I'm convinced that there's something that each and every person can literally do. And our young people, I'm convinced that most of them are little entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, the, the key here is that you can actually have them, you know, just employ them because McDonald's can't employ, you know, a 13-year-old or 14-year-old in many cases, and most of them have the gift of gab, and certainly they know how to work um, the Internet, and they can actually do some things for us. And, um, I, you know, that was a great, great question, and we just need to do more of that, mentoring um, those younger kids who cannot work yet, who do not have a license yet. As a matter of fact, we don't want some of them to have a license no time soon. Uh, but we need to do some things like that just to um, motivate them um, into greatness before they reach the age of 18, before they go into high school. Because once they go into middle school and high school, they're now following someone else, and we don't know who that someone else will be. Absolutely. You know, I want to chime in on that, too. I can recall when uh, I took my daughter to a festival, and she was playing her violin in the festival, and she wanted some extra money to uh, buy popcorn, buy stuff while she was at the festival. So instead of asking me for it, she broke open her violin case, and she started to play. And people <laughs> walked by, and they started putting money in the violin case. And when the people told her she couldn't play her violin anymore, she started to sing. And by the time she was done, she had about 15 bucks. And she went over to the store and bought what she wanted. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, because I didn't tell her to do it. You know, but she saw somebody else doing it. And she said, well, I can do that. And so a lot of times it's just that small example that they may have or that may see, that they may see, whether it be positive or negative, that gives them the spark to go out there and create their own reality. It started. Everything starts with an idea, and that's what Demetrius was talking about earlier. And, and I, you know, a, a beautiful thing about children—they don't see uh, the embarrassment of failure. They don't think like that. When when they see certain things that they want to do, they just go and do it. And, and and in my favorite book, it talks about us having that childlike faith. 
just do it. Don't worry about protecting your heart. Don't worry about uh, what people are going to say because this is your dream. This is your life. You get to create and do the things that you want, not based on what somebody else is telling you that you can't do. Be you and do your thing, and and, and we'll all be billionaires like Demetrius. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Greg and Brian, just to um, echo on that right there, when you say you, everybody wants to be billionaires like Demetrius, it, I just want to say, you know, it took me a lot of years to actually come out. You know, I didn't make the name Billionaire Brown. It was actually given to me. <laughs> you know, some people create their own name. And it really doesn't mean as much, you know, if, when you get a name that's given to you, whether if it's Puda or, you know, Bunky or whatever it is, you know, it, it feels good when you're given a name because now you have something to stand back on. But I just want to say, you know, I always think, me and my old buddies, we used to always argue the past two years about what's realistic. I started thinking, I started listening to more or less Brown, started talking to him a little more, and he said, you know, how do I define realistic? I said, well, realistic is anything that has already been done before. That's the limitation. So, for example, if I said I wanted to be a trillionaire, I can understand if you say that's impossible. <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand if you say, Demetrius, you're out of control, you cannot be a trillionaire. You know why? Because it hasn't been done before. Now, that may be my goal, and that's something that I keep secretly, is that I really want to become a trillionaire. But for the sake of it, someone's named me Billionaire Brown, I'm going to accept Billionaire Brown. So here's what I say. And in regards to finances, the richest person in this world, is worth about, I think, about $60 billion. About $60 billion, give or take a couple billion. <laughs> give or take me $1 billion, I'll be okay. So let's give or take a billion, okay? So if the wealthiest person on this earth has $62 billion, that is realistic. Anyone in my tightest circle should say, okay, that is realistic. I support it. I support it because it's been done before. He's just a human being, so that's realistic. Now, what happens is is that, that like we, we talked about earlier, the nail that sticks out always gets hammered in. Now, how many people do you know that call themselves billionaire something? Not many. So the things that I go through, is a lot more difficult than what the average person goes through. And I always, it's funny because I always tell my mom my stories, and she's just listening, "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm telling her some real stuff that happened to me, and she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She ain't really even talking because she's already been through that. And it's the funniest thing because I'm just blabbing off. She's Now she's just listening. And I'm just really talking. And she's probably like, man, I've already been through that. You ain't even seen what I've been through. You know, and she's making a a great deal of wealth. And I'm just trying to, you know, get there. But in the fact in regards to anyone that knows me as Billionaire Brown, I'm not going to be a billionaire because I just want to be a billionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire because of the people that I have around me. 
there's no way that I could not be a billionaire with the people that I have around me. All of my mentors, from my mother to my father, Kenny Watkins, to, you know, my mentors, like you have a Richard Struthers, you have a Carl Ryans, you have a, you know, a Gwen Finkley, you have a Rennell. You don't got to be great. You really don't. You don't have to be over the top. You just got to give a little bit. Like, I get a little bit off of everybody. I might get how somebody wears their tie and use it off that. I, I just need a little piece. I might, oh, the, that guy chews gum a lot. Okay, let me get some gum to chew. It, it, you don't got to do a whole lot to be inspired. People ask me so much. People bring me ideas. They say, well, I'm about to build this website, and here's the domain I got. What do you think about it? <laughs> it could be, this is terrible. That this is terrible. Dot com, and I'll say, oh, that's what you. Oh, that sounds great. Because if that's what you originally felt, that that was great. And I just want to uh, really quickly just say, I'm just really inspired. This whole thing is like a, a a facade for me because I'm on this call with my mother and. Just hearing her talk, like she always talks about that I write more than her. Like I write more than her. But if she only knew, the only reason that I write so much is because I'm not as great as her. And I just want to cover my angles. And I could just tell you a very quick story is that my mother was on the road a whole lot. She made a lot of sacrifices. And one of the things that I'll never forget in my life is that she, we was in New Jersey. She moved us to New Jersey from New York. And she would always go back and forth to New York, to New Jersey, New York, to New Jersey, and wherever else. And I would be sitting home because she would always come home around 9 or 10 o'clock. And I would always be in our bathroom, in my bathroom, looking outside the window to see when the lights came in. (laughs) And a lot of people, like, that takes courage to say. I'm not saying it took me courage to say but a lot of people, they're thinking that that's corny, that I would come out and say that. But I used to, you know, my mom says that I'm a mama's boy, and she would never let that go, but I believe that she's a mama's girl. <laughs> but mom, I'm a mama's boy, but I don't, I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I used to, life was so crazy to me, and I knew the power of people leaving this earth. And... That was one thing that I was so passionate about as a little kid. I was like, I love my mom so much. That's all I had. I grew up with just a single parent. And I just used to always, I would, I would be playing video games in my room around 8 o'clock, and then I will go to the bathroom because that's where you get the best view on who's driving on your block because you can see the lights. And every light, it would be like the lottery light. They gave me, oh, oh that, that's a light, that's a light, that's a light. Oh, that's not her. And then it would be, oh, that's a light, that's a light, that's not her. And I just want to say, like, it, it's just a powerful thing to be on the call. And with our business that we're doing, we're in the healthcare industry. She has a female group that she's working with. I have a young people demographic that I'm working with. And it's just an amazing experience to see her. She's lived a great life, but she hasn't stopped yet. She's keeping going. She's keeping going. So I don't, I'm not going to say her age. But when I get to her age, <laughs> when I get to her age, I definitely want to still have that drive and that will that she has. I think he knows better. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was quiet for a minute. I'm like, is he going to say her age? Because I'm hanging up. 
No, but, no, but, but Greg, um, guys, we, you know, we have um, so many individuals that we, we inspire and also we motivate, but we only as great as the people that we surround ourselves with. And, you know, we teach individuals how to start their own home-based business. We teach people how to double their income. Uh, how to replace their income in this tough economic times. Uh, people are still, you know, fulfilling their goals and their dreams and aspirations, but then there's a whole group of people who are not doing anything because they listen to what the media says, that these are tough economic times. But during these tough economic times, people are still traveling, people are still going on vacation, people are still shopping. And uh, for anyone who want to continue doing those things or just grab a hold and just do something with your family, um, like we have this family business, they can give us a call, um, and that number is 877-414-1167. That's 877-414-1167. And Demetrius, um, website. Demetrius, why don't you give out your website? My website is easy. <laughs> My website is so easy, especially for the young callers on the line, but it's www.richb430.com. That's www.richbefore30.com. That's all spelled out, R-I-C-H-B-E-F-O-R-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And it's just truly, truly a pleasure um, being on this call, and we had tons of individuals being texted right now who are um, – you know, just wanting to know exactly how to do this. Um, they're going through tough times. They're losing their house. They're losing their um, apartment. They're losing their cars. They're losing their dreams. And that's what I tell people. Don't lose your dreams. Don't lose your goals because when it's all said and done, you can always dream on the inside. But if you surround yourself with the right people, those dreams literally can become a reality. And that's what we do. We're, we're masters and experts of helping individuals to fulfill their dreams and goals. Um, you know, what happened years ago, people had big dreams. People used to want, you know, a big Cadillac. Then as soon as they went to college and got a job, got a family, then they said, no, I just I don't mind having a hoopty. No, we want you to continue having that big dream and that big goal because that's what it's all about. This is the richest country in the world, and we're truly convinced with what you guys have and you're able to have so many individuals come on your show and inspire thousands and thousands of individuals. You know, God truly, truly is going to continue blessing what you guys are doing because you're literally making a difference, not just today, but tomorrow and for the life to come. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Thank you so much for those kind words and yeah, for the encouragement because we need it sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you what know, they say, even a motivator needs a motivator. That's, right. that's it. That's it. You know, I, I want to thank you both again for coming on the show and thank you so much for, you know, bringing your network to our network. Yeah, thank you. You know, um, I want to close out by just talking about this word that this the segment topic determined you know and i gave the definition earlier but i i want to i want to just expound on it a little bit being determined is like when you see the 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 frog you ever see the the commercial or the the show where they have the frog and he's being swallowed by the by a bird i can't remember what kind of bird it was but he's choking the bird as the bird is trying to swallow him because he's determined that if I got to go, you're going with me. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the kind of determination. You have to have that kind of will, that kind of fight, that kind of staying power, that kind of I'm not moving, that kind of 
I am here until I'm not here attitude in order to win. You know, it says the, the race is not won by the swift, but to the one who endures. I'm kind of paraphrasing that, you know, but I, I really believe that if you are determined, if you have the fight in you and you are determined to win, then you have no choice but to win. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you all for joining us tonight, and we ask that you please send all of your friends to the website to listen to the show and also to come back on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to again listen to the show as we'll have another wonderful and exciting guest on. We thank you. We thank our guests for coming on tonight, and we bid you good evening. God bless you all, and see you on Wednesday. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.